A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Hear the word of the Lord, princess of Sodom. Listen to the instructions of our God, people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Redress the wrong. Hear the orphans plead. Defend the widow. Come now, let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Though they be crimson red, they may become white as wool. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and resist, the sword shall consume you. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Verbum Domine.
Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, and they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquet seats, of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humble, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Verbum Domini. Whatever our Lord says or does, he says for each and for all of us. And we should not be distracted or stand at ease because he is seemingly speaking to another subset of humanity named or anonymous, because his words will not return to him void. They will have fruition. Matthew points out clearly that Jesus spoke this to the crowds and to the disciples, that is, hopefully, <laughs> to us. For our example, we have the ways in which those in office abuse their authority the way we too often do. And as our Lord so often does, that's not sufficient. He goes farther, that he shows great mercy to us by revealing our frailty and our sin. So words, as perfect and true as they, they be, must be shown forth in living faith, as in James 2.18, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Or we may have the right faith but lack charity, and this is much more prevalent. We can have we can have a true knowledge of things, again, a gift from God, that in nothing we would boast, but lack true love. 
If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but have not love, I am only a resounding gong, a clashing cymbal. Everything, absolutely everything in the Christian life is about charity. The sins of our leaders and officials is a great scandal. Our own sin, and should we own them and confess them with humble and contrite heart, our own sins are a great scandal. And many people do not realize that they are doing wrong. They don't see it as we see it. And of course, we don't even see the worst of the wrong we do. All of us fail to understand human and divine charity. We might add <laughs> ecological uh, charity that we cause by our sins. So St. Francis says in the admonitions, all of us, all of and all of the creatures, all of the creatures that are under heaven, they serve and know and obey their creator in their own way better than you. And even the demons did not crucify him, but you together with them crucified him and still crucify him by taking delight in vices and sins. Wherefore, then, can you glory? We have crucified the Lord of glory that none of the officials of this world recognized. But I fear that we tie up heavy burdens hard to carry even for ourselves. This is not about simply others, but tying up heavy burdens, hard to carry. That our expectations and assumptions of ourselves can be crushing, especially if we do not take the time to really stop and encounter the brother, the sister, if we do not take the long moments we should, we need to contemplate the passionate love of our brother, Jesus Christ, who as master was willing to suffer the penalty of the sins of all, to be the servant of all. So to receive and accept the word who is Jesus, to follow him with purity of heart, that is in total charity. This requires a passionate love, one that is willing to be crucified for one's brothers and sisters, that is, for all. In our, our quote, normal initial response in our frail habitual refrain is to incline towards Phariseehood, taking up the judgment seat of Moses, increasing burdens, highlighting our own imagined fidelities, imaginary 
Because if I have prophetic powers, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith, so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. So our Lord presents to us always a true and perfect means of greatness in this world. That is servanthood, humility, that are, we are to repent, that is to turn our face and our heart to our brothers and sisters, to all in need, and practice real lifting. That is paschal lifting, willingness to suffer to be brought down low to the dust, to die to the, all that the self holds worthwhile, so as to be lifted up by the embrace of the Holy Trinity in Easter resurrected joy.